Welcome to the Joey Mitchell Podcast. Celebrity interviews. Joey's been broadcasting his radio show throughout California for over 51 years and has interviewed hundreds of celebrities. Most of these interviews have only aired once. Now, he's decided to share them once again. Every week, a new celebrity with a behind-the-scenes peek into what happened before and after the interview. So sit back, relax, and get set to travel back in time. Here's Joey. Thank you, Todd Baker, and welcome to another episode of Celebrity Interviews with Joey Mitchell. One of my favorite interviews was with Elvis's best man at his wedding and his road manager, Joe Esposito. Joe met Presley back in 1959 when both men were serving at an army base in Friedberg in what was then West Germany. He said it was just a click. There was something I liked about him and something he liked about me. And before you knew it, they became fast friends. And Presley asked Joe to work for him after they left the army. Because Joe is detail-oriented and dependable, he became an invaluable assistant, organizing Presley's daily life, acting as his personal alarm clock, and reading lines back and forth on film sets. Joe said, when you worked for Elvis, it wasn't eight hours a day or ten hours a day. It was like a 24-hour day, seven days a week, because we did everything together. We went on vacations together. We traveled together. Everything we ever did we all did together. Joe's a native of Chicago and was born Joseph Carmen Esposito in 1938. When Presley toured, Joe was his road manager, hovering over performances, shepherding his star virtually step-by-step step and catering to the sometimes unusual demands of a Presley concert. When Presley walked off stage, he said he and his team met him with buckets of ice water so that Elvis could submerge his arms and soothe the scratch marks left by fans frantically trying to grab for his silk scarves as he handed them out. I met Joe at Cal Expo in Sacramento during a state fair. And as a matter of fact, I didn't even realize it was him. It was my wife, Jeanette, who told me, hey, that's Joe Esposito, Elvis's road manager. He's sitting right there. So I introduced myself, bought a book, asked if he'd autograph it and be on my show. And the following is the interview we did together. How did you first meet Elvis and where? Germany uh, in 1959. Uh, I was drafted into the Army the same time he was. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was introduced to him by a friend to go play some touch football with him and uh, that's how we met. I was with him from that day till he passed away. Did you know he was a big star? We all knew he was in the height of his career when he got drafted, and uh, everybody knew that he was on base with us because the press was always around and uh, people were always watching him. So, yeah, I used to see him uh, go around. And he was hey, he was a major star at that time. Yeah. So how do you befriend a guy like that? How do you get him to trust you and not be suspicious that you just want to be part of the entourage? Well, I, I think Elvis was a halfway uh, good judge of characters when he met people, and I think uh, it's just uh, a feeling you get about somebody. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I know you have experience, and I have experience. You could just tell when you meet somebody that you like them. Yeah. And uh, it happens, and uh, it works, and uh, you could trust them up to a point until you get to really get to know them. And uh, we got to know each other quite a bit. That's how it started. So you were there when you met Priscilla? Yes, I was. I was there the day she came through that door. <laughs> what happened? What was that like? I thought it was just another girl I'd been introduced to, and she walked in, and a gorgeous little girl came in, and uh, you could just see there was like an instant... Uh, contact between the two of them. No, she had all the beehive and all the makeup. No, 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 no. That oh. all came later. That's after she started dating Elvis and Hollywood and all that stuff. No, she was just uh, not a lot of makeup, uh, short, uh, dark hair haircut at the time. No, not much at all. 
And he being the charmer he was, he was able to actually charm her mom and dad into letting her come stay at Graceland when she got out of school. Is that right? Yeah, a couple of years later. I mean, it wasn't not right away. It was about 1962. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, Elvis uh, was a good talker. And, uh, <laughs> listen, he charmed the world and, uh, you know, just charmed a couple more people. She comes over there and she registered in school and uh, went to Catholic school there. And she stayed actually with his parents for a while mm-hmm. and with his, with his father and stepmother. And then she moved into the house. Only person I know did that, something like that. And uh, he was a good talker. Now, you were the best man at the wedding, isn't that right? Yes, I was. Uh, March 1st, 1967. Who was the maid of honor, Joe? Her sister, Michelle. And then my, uh, my wife at that time, Joan. She was one of the other people that stood up for the wedding. Kind of a private thing, which was uh, very unusual for Elvis, wasn't it? Well, no, it was. They wanted a private thing out of it. He didn't want to make a big carnival out of it. We snuck around and made sure nobody knew we were going to Las Vegas in the middle of the night. Milton Prell, the owner of the Aladdin Hotel, was a good friend of the Colonel's and I. And he got uh, married in his suite at the Aladdin Hotel. And that really ticked off some of the entourage who thought they were really closer to Elvis than they were. Red West, uh, well, I mean, he was there. I-, I feel bad about the situation, too, because it was not scouted out to where uh, it was upsetting for Red, which I could understand, because he was a very close friend Elvis. He was raised with him, and it was a shame it wasn't in a bigger area. Well, I don't think it was preset well enough. I think, see, the colonel had set up the arrangements with Mr. Prell to have it in the suite, mm-hmm. and not realizing that we all couldn't get in there, because there was other people there, too, yeah. that were not allowed to be into the ceremony itself. And I, I'm sure it probably upset Red that he wasn't picked as one of the, as the best man, too. Uh, I don't know. Did you get along with Priscilla? Yes, I do. Oh, I still talk to her. Did she kind of resent openly you guys always at the house? I mean, that has to be tough on a marriage. Well, I, I, I don't blame her for that because, I mean, here's all these guys hanging around all the time, eating dinner there and just being there. And, you know, she's married to a gentleman. Yeah, it bothered her at first. Mm-hmm. It did. And it caused a lot of problems. You know, little by little, she got used to it and accepted it. That's the way it was going to be. It wasn't going to change. So an average evening would be Elvis sitting on a big, long couch in the center with Priscilla, you guys on both sides, throwing the bull or TV or watching TV. together or traveling together we did everything together you know? so they but never I, had a eight, private moment yeah right and, and it's uh, you know it's top the only private moment when you go to your room and go to sleep yeah what destroyed their marriage was it that or was it the infidelity oh i think it was the infidelity elvis uh uh liked women and yeah. uh there's no stopping him and uh that's just the way he was he wasn't going to change but uh you couldn't change him yeah you know so uh which was the woman that really ticked Priscilla off? No, I don't think there's one specific one. Just there was a lot of them. <laughs> Joe, what was a typical birthday like at Graceland for Elvis when he was home? Well, Elvis's birthdays were just like anybody else's. That's what people have to realize, you know. People have to understand that Elvis was just a, a guy. I mean, he was a lot of talent and uh, God gift uh, that he had that nobody else had. and But, you know, we have birthday cake, cake and ice cream, a bunch of people there bringing presents. Yeah, but what kind of gift do you give to you know, a guy that, that's got everything? That was the problem. <laughs> that was definitely the problem. What kind of gift do you get, Elvis? Because every time he wanted something, he just bought it. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, I'd like to have that someday. He saw something, he buy it. Mm-hmm. And the, that was a big problem. We all sit around trying to think. We have to buy it as a group <laughs> because you couldn't come up with 10 or 12 gifts. Yeah. So we'd all chip in usually and get a piece of a nice piece of jewelry, oh. something engraved. He likes something like that, or have a nice big plaque made up with some a nice saying on religious saying or a nice poem, maybe a nice beautiful weapon. Oh, really? Maybe a beautiful rifle engraved oh. on it, a fancy rifle. We'd give him something like that or a shotgun, and that was those are kind of gifts we'd give him. And he'd be real appreciative. Oh yeah, he loved that, you know, because uh, he loved he loved to give, but he also liked to receive. That his know his friends really appreciated him. Was there ever anything he got that he didn't like? Uh, well, if he didn't, he never really showed it. Ah. Material things were okay. 
fun have play with, but he didn't idolize them. If uh, he had an item that uh, he had a gift, somebody gave him his gift, six months later down the road, he'd give it to somebody else. Ah. He didn't, in other words, cherish it as a piece of uh, that, oh, this is very close to me. What uh, was very close to him? What What did Elvis cherish? Friends, people loving him, people that under, try to understand him. Those he cherished more than anything. Loyalty. I guess loyalty was probably the most important thing to him. Do you remember when Elvis got really mad at a concert over a columnist writing down that he was kind of chunky, putting on some weight, and he lashed out during the concert at this guy? No, I don't remember that one. I have no doubt about it. I mean, I'm sure uh, knows I was, I was so, so many concerts. But, uh, yeah, those were th- those things bothered him. I mean, how would you feel uh, on his 40th birthday, on the cover of Life magazine, there's this character of Elvis, and it says, Fat and 40. Wow. I mean, what a birthday present that is to, yeah. to a big star that, uh, you know, had problems and... Uh, so, I mean, that's not very good for anybody. Yeah. You know, and uh, people expect just because you're a star and a celebrity to, to be able to accept these things. Uh, yeah, it's almost like stuff. the product isn't human. It doesn't right. matter what you say. Right. You're part, you, we own you. Yeah. Is what basically what it says. We'll do whatever we want about you. We'll say whatever we want about you. So that doesn't help. I mean, Elvis didn't uh, verbally say it out to the public, but it bothered him tremendously. You've got a book out about uh, your times with Elvis, and I've got a copy of it. I absolutely love it. It's got some of the greatest pictures I've never seen before and some of your comments on the when the pictures were taken in your life with Elvis. Uh, where can we get that? Right now, you could get it by mail order. Uh, you have to call 818-991-3892. Uh, you call them, and they will take your order, and they will mail it to you, and I'll personally autograph those from there. But I'm going to be on QVC today, this afternoon, uh, selling my book from 5 to 7 East Coast time on QVC. They're doing a two-hour Elvis uh, special. And when you wave, we'll know it's at us, all right? Right, absolutely. (laughs) And I'm going to be on there selling the show. Okay, that's great. Well, let me ask you one final thing. If Elvis was still alive today at 63, do you think he'd be performing? Would he have gone maybe away from rock and roll and more to the standards like Sinatra or something like that? Well, I'm sure. I mean, he definitely would be singing, no mm-hmm. matter what it is. He'd love to sing, and that's what he lived for, singing and entertaining. Uh, as far as maybe slowing down, maybe rock and roll, it depends. It all depends on the song. Elvis loved words. He loved songs with meaning, mm-hmm. and that was important to him. So if it had a good song, even if it was rock and roll, it had a good beat to it, a good... He would sing it. What was your favorite Elvis song? My favorite? Too many of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, Are You Lonesome Tonight is great. Uh, it's Now or Never, uh, Kentucky Rain. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a Neil Diamond song he recorded called The Grass Don't Pay No Mind, mm-hmm. which uh, wasn't a hit or anything. It was just an album, which I loved. There's so many of them. What about his? What was his favorite? Did he, he have, have one? one? He didn't. He didn't have, have one. No. Isn't that amazing? No. Joe, thank you so much for taking time with us on Elvis's birthday. My pleasure, Joey. All right. It's always great talking to you. I'll talk to you again. Joe and I became friends after that interview, and we talked several times after that, both on the air and off. He had three kids, Debbie and Cindy from his first marriage to Joan Roberts, and Anthony from his second marriage to Martha Galeb. Sadly, Martha died on March 19, 2012, after a long fight with cancer. Then I heard news that made me so sad. Joe Esposito passed away November 23, 2016, after a year of declining health. His daughter mentioned the cause to be complications of dementia. But I'll always remember Joe as the brilliant man that tried to guide Elvis's impulsive, sporadic, and wild lifestyle into a more disciplined business. And it was something he tried until Elvis passed away. Joe Esposito. Great guy. Great interview. 
That's all for today's episode of Celebrity Interviews with Joey Mitchell. Join us again next week for another well-known celebrity that most likely only aired once on Joey's show until now. Now you can subscribe to the podcast at patreon.com slash Joey Mitchell podcast. Patreon.com slash Joey Mitchell podcast. And you'll never miss an episode or extras only available to subscribers. Please visit and like Joey Mitchell's podcast on Facebook and tell us what you think. Thanks for listening.